This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال نوح الرب لا تذر على الأرض من الكافرين ديارا إنك إن تذرهم يضلوا عبادك ولا يلدوا إلا فاجرا كفارا رب اغفر لي ولوالدي ولمن دخل بيتي مؤمنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات ولا تزد الظالمين إلا تبارا رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي فالحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Once again everyone السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته We are at the tail end of Surah Nuh today Surah number 71 of the Quran And at the very end of this Surah Allah describes a prayer of Nuh This will be the last dua I'll be doing of Nuh and um, it's somewhat of a strange dua because it raises a lot of questions when someone reads it for the first time. Uh, Nuh said, Rabbi la tadar ala al-ardi min al-kafirina diyara. Master, don't leave behind of any of the disbelievers a single home and a single household. Just annihilate all of them. Innaka in if you do spare any of them, leave any of them behind, yudillu ibadak, they will misguide your other servants. وَلَا يَلِدُوا إِلَّا فَاجِرًا kafara, And they're not going to give birth to anyone except sinful people, vile people, that are going to be extremely ungrateful. In other words, not only are they messed up, their children are going to be messed up also. So kill all of them. Let them all be destroyed. It's a very strange dua to think of, you know, Allah sends prophets as mercy, and here you have a prophet asking for everyone to be destroyed and annihilated, and it's very hard to process. There's more to this dua. But just this part that we have to first understand, the most important thing to know here is a prophet or a messenger of Allah, any of them, never make dua against a people until Allah gives them the license or the permission or even the instruction. Allah revealed to Nuh elsewhere that he had actually told him, أَنَّهُ لَنْ يُؤْمِنَ إِلَّا مَنْ قَدْ No one is going to believe anymore except for those who've already believed. So there's no way for Nuh to know that their children are not going to be believers and their children are not going to be believers. Who knows the future? A human being is not capable of knowing the future. But Allah had told Nuh specifically, His verdict has come. Whoever has already accepted are the only believers. Everybody else is actually a disbeliever. There's no good coming from them. This is the only reason Nuh knows that there's not going to be any change in the future. Now he knows Allah has told him there is no good left in these people. It's important to note that Allah describes, I mentioned this in passing before, no nation was worse than the nation of Nuh No nation was worse. إِنَّهُ كَانُهُمْ أَظْلَمَ وَأَطْغَى Quran says, they are the more wrongdoing and the most rebellious of all the others. So Fir'aun, the nation of Ad, Thamud, think of all of them. Allah puts Nuh nation on a separate category. And I described to you how generation after generation, they rebelled against Allah and denied Allah. But even at the end of all of that, human beings don't have a right to judge who's good and who's bad and who's going to have good in the future or bad in the future. You could have the worst human being like the Pharaoh today, even about him Allah says, لَعَلَّهُ يَذَّكَّرُ Maybe he'll take benefit from the reminder. He could change. Anybody can change. 
So the only way we're ever going to know that someone is beyond hope is when Allah Himself reveals. Since that door is closed, that door is forever closed. Risala is no longer coming. Wahi is no longer coming. I will never know about anyone. They are a hopeless case. That door cannot be opened again. So even though we're looking at a historical prayer, the, the fact that it's historical teaches us a timeless lesson. That we cannot shut the door on anyone anymore. And we cannot pray for an entire nation of people. Ya Allah, destroy them. Ya Allah, kill them all, etc., etc. We don't do that. You, just to understand this even further, you know, one time I was in a taraweeh prayer in a place I shall not name. And, you know, in, in many countries in the, in the Muslim world, uh, we get up from taraweeh and we raise our hands and we make dua. And the imam makes lots and lots of different duas. And he's, and I was visiting there from the U.S. And he's making dua, you know, Allahumma dammir amrika asqit ta'iratihim. And he's like, Allah, destroy America, down their planes. I'm like, I got a flight in the morning, bro. I'm putting my hands down. I'm not making this dua. What's wrong with you? <laughs> People who don't know Arabic, they're like, Ameen, Ameen, I'm on the same flight. Why you say Ameen, bro? <laughs> Another reason you should know Arabic. But all jokes aside, <laughs> we don't make dua against nations and entire nations to be destroyed. And we don't look at an ayah from the Quran like the story of Nuh and say, see, he made dua against the kuffar and they won't give birth to anybody under the kuffar, so we should make that dua too. Hold on a second. That's, that's a very shallow and a very partial and a very dishonest look at what Nuh did. And by the way, after you're done preaching to 20 generations for 950 years, then maybe you can talk to me about that. Then you can make the same kind of dua. And by the way, it's a similar dua that Musa made when he was going through the water. While he was going through the water, he made dua to Allah. And he said, Ushdud ala kulubihim. Atmis ala amwalihim, washdud ala kulubihim. Fala yu'minu hatta yarawul adab al Make their hearts hard. And, you know, destroy their wealth, make their hearts hard. They should not believe until they see the punishment. A messenger always prays for the guidance of people. This messenger, Musa is praying, Ya Allah, keep their hearts not soft, make them what? Hard. How? This is similar to what we're reading about Nuh now. There also Allah said, Leave the, 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 the sea, go through the sea. They are meant to be drowned. There is no good left in them. In other words, the only one that can tell about an entire nation of people, an entire group of people, that there is zero good left in them is who? It's Allah Azza wa And we will never know. Now let me compare this to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa before I get to the end of this dua. It's, very, it's all connected. You see, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa when he went to make hajj, at, you know, on the occasion of Hudaybiyah, and they did not let him make hajj. And you know, the rumor spread that Uthman radiallahu anhu has been killed. And when that rumor spread, the Muslims were ready to fight and just go into Mecca and just, even if they didn't have swords and shields, they came for Hajj, they were not prepared for war, they were ready to go in there and fight and kill. They were ready to do it. And they took a bay'ah al maut. They actually took a pledge of death. We will be with you, Ya Rasulullah, even if we die. And that bay'ah is mentioned twice in Surah Al-Fatih. Twice. But you know what Allah says? Why, did, why didn't Allah let that happen? By the way, they were ready to go to war. Uthman, and they were going to revenge, this was revenge against the, the unjustified death of an ambassador, of Uthman radiallahu anhu. Even today, killing an ambassador is an act of war. An attack on an embassy is an act of war. It's foreign soil. That's even today. So they were going, go, going to go into war for, because their ambassador was killed, and here the ambassador is coming back safe and sound. So it was, the situation was dispelled. When it was dispelled, Allah gives reasons why didn't it happen. Listen to this carefully. He says, لَوْلَا رِجَالُ 
ونساء مؤمنات لم تعلموهم أن تطأوهم فتصيبكم منكم معرة بغير علم ليدخل الله في رحمته من يشاء لو تزيلوا لعذبنا الذين كفروا منهم عذابا أليما This is huge ayah He says there are believing men and women in Makkah that you don't know that you don't know and had it not been for this you would have gone inside Makkah and you would have trampled all over them you would have crushed them and if that happened then and uh, you know there would be an ugliness on you to on the ummah because the believer would have killed another who believer and that would have been an ugliness on you and then Allah says liyudkhil Allah fi rahmatihi man yasha and Allah stopped this fight from happening at Makkah so Allah can enter into his mercy whoever he wants meaning some more people are going to take shahada in the future this is the same city that kicked the messenger out sallallahu alaihi wasallam they akhraju rasul alayhi salatu wasallam they fought the messenger at badr they fought him at uhud they fought him at ahzab they tried to kill him multiple times same people yes or no Two-thirds of the Qur'an came to those people, that city. Two-thirds of the Qur'an, and they didn't believe. And even after all of that, Allah doesn't say, they're all disbelievers, none of them are good, kill them all. No, 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 you don't know, there are some who believe in there. You will never know. This is the first and most important lesson here. We don't judge the future of someone, and therefore we don't make dua against people just because they're not Muslims. We don't do that against nations of people. That license has been taken away forever. That license wasn't even given, and we are the final ummah, which is we are the ummah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That was not given to him. That was not given to him. And I, you know, by the way, even when that punishment came, the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, our messenger is so different. Allah told him, Allah gave him the surah surah tawbah, fasiyhu fil ardi arba'at ashurin. Now that you're about to be punished, disbelievers, I'm going to give you four more months to think about it. What? Every other nation, The punishment comes out of nowhere. Comes once it comes, there's no stopping it. You know, They can't delay it. They can't bring it sooner. Once it's there, it's there. And the ajal of Quraysh came, and then Allah said four more months. That's why Rasulullah is rahmatan lil alamin sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But now coming back to the du'a of Nuh what we learn from it, he first said those people that Allah has already written off. Fine, I'm writing them off too. If Allah hates someone, then I will hate them. If I know for a fact Allah hates someone, then I have license to hate them. But on top of all of that, he said, Rabbi Ghfirli, Master, forgive me. Forgive me. The only one who's not doing sins in that entire nation is who? Nuh And he starts with himself, forgive me. So before we're concerned about destruction of someone else, we're supposed to be concerned about our own selves. Number one, then he says, Wali you know how old Nuh is, 950 years. So his parents lived a long, 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 long time ago. And he still remembers his parents in his dua. What does that teach you? It doesn't matter how old you get. It doesn't matter how long it's been. Some of your parents, your, grandfather, your grandparents now, and your parents have passed, your grandparents have passed, don't ever forget them in your dua. That's what you learn also from the dua of Nuh Even in that critical time when they're boarding the ark, and this nation is about to flood, even then he's like, Rabbi wali walidayya. And then he says, وَلِمَنْ دَخَلَ بَيْتِيَ مُؤْمِنًا And whoever comes in to enter my home as a believer. Because you know, his own wife was not a believer. His own son was not a believer. And they used to come into the home too. But now since they're making the final departure, the only people who were coming into the house were the few that believed. So he says, whoever comes into my home as a believer, Ya Allah, forgive them too. You know what we learned from that? It's not just the disbelievers that need to be seeking forgiveness. Just because we believe doesn't mean we're beyond forgiveness, right? We are in desperate need of forgiveness. 
and we don't even have to know what sins we made. Nuh is not counting particular sins. He says, he's acknowledging there are things I may have done that I don't even know. That I don't even know. And when you make dua for the forgiveness of your parents, you don't think of, yeah, my, my dad was pretty messed up. Ya Allah, forgive the other times he was messed up. No, no, no. You don't have to count your father's sins. Allah knows those. Or your mother's sins. You just make dua in an open sense. Now listen to this. This should be enough. The only people that are believers are the ones that come to him. Right? That's it. I mean, his family, he prayed for his parents, he prayed for himself, and he prayed for believers. And that should be done. But he says, For believing men and believing women. Wait, but the ones who entered your home is everybody. There's nobody left. Everybody else is a disbeliever. He's acknowledging, even though Allah says nobody else will believe, maybe there's a believer out there that didn't hear about me. Allah, may, Allah didn't talk about him. Maybe there's someone out there that's a believer, and they might get drowned. We don't know. He doesn't know. Allah knows that. I can't know that. So he says, for any who will believe, of the men and of the women. وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ For any that might make tawbah even after the ark leaves. Who knows? Allah knows that. I don't know that. And he even, this is beautiful because he's not only making dua for the past, he's making dua for the future. The believing men and believing women that will come in the future. The future generations. So right now he made dua about the previous generations, right? Or coming generations of the disbelievers and said they will not give birth to anyone except more sinful because Allah has told him that. But he doesn't know that his, the survivors are going to only have good people in the future. So he says, Ya Allah, forgive believing men and believing women even going into the future. What does that teach you and me? We need to be thinking not just about ourselves, we need to be thinking about our children, but not just our children, their children, their children, and their children. When we think about Islam, we're, think, we're supposed to be thinking about the next century, the next two centuries. What are, what are we leaving behind? How are they going to hold on to La ilaha illallah? How are they going to carry this deen with confidence? How are they going to be people of istighfar? وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ and then he goes back to the disbelievers again. Don't enhance the wrongdoers now anymore, except in more destruction. Ya Allah, if there are wrongdoers like this again, remove them from the earth again. Only let the believers survive. This is actually before the dua that I explained to you of Ibrahim alayhi salam, but it's similar to the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam that he's making. And so from this dua, we learn that there are people that are not Muslim, that are not Muslim, but they may have iman inside them. They may have iman inside them, and we cannot judge that. You know, in Quran, Allah will tell us there are people who came to the Prophet ﷺ, heard the Quran, and you know what they said? It's his Quran's words. These are not my words, Allah's words. He said, Inna kunna min qablihi muslimin. They came to the Prophet and said, when they heard this, we were already Muslim before this. We were already Muslim before this. Ya Allah. We think the Muslim is the one who takes the shahada and accepts Islam. Yes, but there's an Islam inside the heart also. And they just hadn't met this light, hadn't met that light. And so they say, even before this, we were in acceptance of Islam. We were in submission to Allah before. And Allah recognizes those people. He knows what's inside of their hearts. Allah tells us about the people of the book. ummatun qa'imatun. Among them, there are people that are upright. They're good people. Yatluna ayatillah wa hum yasjudun. Ya'muruna bil ma'roof wa yanhawna alil munkaw. Yusaliyu'na fil khayrat. Wa ulaika min al-salihin. They're considered among the righteous. Even among them, there are people who make sajda. They command the good, they forbid the evil, the qualities of believers are among them. So don't dismiss so quickly that they will never have iman, or Allah will never forgive them, or Allah will, they'll, they'll never come to la ilaha illallah. You, you don't know this, and I don't know this. So it's not just iman as in someone who declares iman, iman is also someone who may have it in their heart, and it hasn't reached the tongue yet. It hasn't hit, yet. just because it's not come out, doesn't mean it's not inside. 
right? So we will never ever know. I leave you with this one quick story and I'm done. I was flying back from uh, abroad one time and I'm waiting for my ride to come pick me up at the airport. This happened right here at DFW. Well, not DFW, Dallas airport because Southwest flies there, you know, the bus in the sky. So I was at DFW, you know, Dallas airport, I'm outside and a flight attendant from Southwest, you know how flight attendants dress. I don't have to describe it to you. She rolls her thing and walks by me and she said, hola. And I was like, hola. Se habla español? Sí. Un poquito. No entiendo, más de algunas, no entiendo más de algunas palabras. I don't know more than a few words, but I know some Spanish. And she just says, pray for me. I'm working on it. I'm, you know, pray for me, inshallah. I'm working on it. I was like, oh, cool. I will. You know, my kids need a... My, my daughter, uh, she has a very severe allergy to like a uh, non-vegan diet. So there's very few vegan bakeries in the area and here in Dallas. There's one in Fort Worth. They drive 17, 18 miles to get her cookies from there because she can't get cookies anywhere else. So I go get her cookies from there. The guy at the counter, tattoos, big jack dude, bald, tattoos on his skull, in his scalp, earring, looks at me and goes, Numan Ali Khan? I was like, yeah. is there a biker gang that's out to get me or what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, man, I finished listening to Baqarah. I was like, you did? Yeah, yeah. When are you going to start Ali Imran? Oh, there you go. Soon, inshallah. Inshallah. And we exchanged numbers and we talked afterwards and subhanallah. You know, we judge books by covers too quickly. Too, too quickly. There is, who knows where Allah put Iman? And who knows, you know, nobody would have looked at Umar bin al-Khattab before Islam and said, this is going to be one of the most pious human beings you'll ever meet in your life. That wasn't going to happen. People weren't thinking that way. But it happened. So you have, you know, th- th- this is the, the lesson that I wanted to share from the dua of Nuh alayhi salam. Believing men and believing women should be included in our prayers, the ones we know and the ones we don't know. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us humble towards others and not judgmental. Barakallahu li wa lakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.